You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham, and it is the day before Thanksgiving, which means we got a whole lot of football talk ahead of us. Big game in OKC tonight. Kevin Durant makes his return again, but it's his first return since the fake Twitter accounts came out and made their little appearance. So that should be interesting tonight. Before we get into that stuff, though, well, probably, what, a week, two weeks ago, I offered a little challenge. I was talking about Jimmer for debt, and I mentioned that I don't think anybody out there has dominated the way he has dominated at the college, NBA, G League, and overseas levels. And I offered a little challenge and said, if anybody can think of someone, hit me up on Twitter, and we'll do an interview. Well, Jacob Peel, who is with me now, welcome, Jacob. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. He 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 shot back and Jacob, I won't steal your thunder. Who who did you who was your example that you came up with that had dominated at different levels like Jimmer but didn't really pan out in the NBA? I said uh Russ Smith from Louisville because he led Louisville to a national title his junior year. And then in the NBA D League, which is what it was called at the time, he broke the scoring record with 65 points there. And then this past summer in the China League, he scored 81 points in a game, yet he can't make it to the NBA, which I find kind of strange. Yeah. So I was, I stand corrected. There are others out there. Russ Smith is a fantastic example. So let me let me ask you this. I'm, I've, I've admitted that I'm biased towards Jimmer Fredette. I actually know him personally. I uh, like the guy. Obviously, I'm a big BYU fan. So... You know, I, I'm biased. What, what's your take on Jimmer? Why can't Jimmer, or Russ Smith for that matter, pan out in the NBA? Well, I think it's because I saw this on Twitter. On Someone replied to you about this. Um, they said that Jimmer couldn't really strive on a team unless he's the focal point of the team. And in the NBA, I don't think he could be the best player on the team. But in the China League or in college on BYU, he was arguably probably the best player on the team. And... I just don't think that either of them could succeed unless they're the main focus of the team, which they just can't be in the NBA. Interesting. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that point. It's just interesting that they they can't be coached into being a great number two or even number three option. But um, Russ Smith is a, is a fantastic example. I didn't know that he'd scored 81 points. That's that's outstanding. That's I mean, it's not Kobe yeah. Bryant scoring 81 in the NBA, but still, that's that's hard to do. I don't think I scored 81 points in my entire high school career. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think he made 10 three-pointers and then made like 21 free throws in that game or something. It's crazy. Wow, wow that's unbelievable. So so we, we chatted earlier. You said you're from the St. Louis area. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so so who's your, who are your favorite teams? Who do you root for? You know, NBA, NFL, go through go through a few of those for us. All right, well, the NFL, um, I like the Rams because they used to be St. Louis team, and I still like them. Yep. And uh, I also like the Cowboys in the NFL. Oh, no. And NBA, uh, yeah, oh, no, Redskins fan there. <laughs> uh, in the NBA, I like the Trailblazers. Okay. And uh, NHL, obviously, I like the Blues. Yep. MLB, Cardinals. Well, who's your college oh, yeah. team? My college team, I'd say uh, Michigan State. Okay, cool. So, um, why the Blazers, by the way? I just think uh, Damian Lillard, he's a 
outstanding player. He good guy, and he makes pretty good music as well. He does. That's, that's true. He does. Okay, so I, I was I was leading into that thinking maybe there was a chance that you'd be an OKC fan. Sounds like they're not really on your radar necessarily. Um, they're up there. They're up there. I'd say top three favorite teams. Okay. Okay. Cool. I like OKC. I mean, I live in Utah, so I'm a Jazz fan, but. Uh, yeah. I like OKC a lot, and I think they—I think they've got the talent, and I—I want to believe that Carmelo Anthony has changed, you know, who he is as kind of a known borderline cancer to a team. Like the he leaves the Knicks, and now they're really looking good, and they were—they couldn't, you know, couldn't even win 40 games last year with him. Um, I want to believe that he's changed. So big storyline tonight is Kevin Durant returns to OKC. It's always a spectacle. He had his fake Twitter accounts that you know, has come out since the last time he was there and he was posing as former coaches and he was kind of kind of bagging on his former teammates and head coach, uh, Billy Donovan. Anyway, huge game tonight, right? I mean, because I think OKC, they're not as good as Golden State at all, but I think if anyone come playoff time can pose a threat to the Warriors, the best chance is for OKC to somehow figure it out because the talent level is there. The chemistry isn't yet, but the talent level is. Give me your takes on that and what you what you expect to see tonight. Yeah, and I mean, if OKC can put their talent together, they can be one of the best teams in the NBA. I mean, they have Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony, three outstanding players. Mm-hmm. But they just don't have the chemistry yet. And then tonight, the game, I obviously, I'm going to have to go with the Warriors just because they're the Warriors. Yeah. They're probably the best team in the NBA. Yeah, but they... I think it'll be a good game for sure. So what what what's what do you as a golden or excuse me as a Thunder kind of fan, someone that lives at least in the region there uh, in the Midwest? What um, middle America, I guess, is maybe a better term. But what what was your take when Kevin Durant left? Was did you care at all, or was it not really a huge deal? Yeah, uh, it was surprising. I was not expecting, especially to go to Golden State of all teams. It was it made me a little aggravated. I was like, uh, he, I thought he was just ring chasing at first, which he did get his ring. Yeah, but it was a little aggravating. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, you know, because I mean, obviously this is. This is old news, but it's still news because we're still always, you know, everybody always still wants to talk about it, especially when he goes back to visit. But you got to remember, he was up 3 1 on the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals the year before yeah. he left to go to the Warriors. And so to me, it was just not a super res- respectable move from a competitive standpoint. From a professional standpoint, I totally get it. Um, but we, we as fans, we kind of want to believe that our favorite players are like ultra competitive and they want to like, be the best, not just join the best, but that that's my take. So, so you think Warriors to win tonight? I think they do too, but I think OKC will probably put together their best game of the of the year. Um, I, but they'll probably fall a little short. So tomorrow's yeah. Thanksgiving. You got big plans for Thanksgiving? Uh, just family coming over, eat some turkey. You know the usual. Nice. Watching some football. Okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna get at. So let's go through. We'll we'll wrap up after this, but let's go through tomorrow's games. Uh, the Rams are not playing, but some other teams are. Your Cowboys are playing. They're playing the Chargers. We'll start yeah. with that one. Are your Cowboys going to get it done? They've been looking awfully bad since they lost Ezekiel Elliott. I agree with that, yeah. Without Zeke, they just they look incomplete. And that's hard for me to say, being a fan, but, like, I, I don't know. The Chargers, if Melvin Gordon has a good game, I think the Chargers will come away with a win. But if the defense can stop Melvin Gordon from exploding – I think the Cowboys will come away with a win. Okay. And then, you know, in also NFC East, uh, Giants and Redskins, kind of an NFC East day tomorrow, three of the four teams playing. 
Uh, you know I'm a Redskins fan, but don't hold back. Give me your honest opinion. Are they going to get it done against the, the woeful Giants tomorrow or no? I really I think the Redskins will win tomorrow because the Giants, they're not looking good at all this year. I mean, Brandon Marshall's out. OBJ's out. Sterling Shepard, I don't even know about him anymore. It, I think the Redskins will win tomorrow. Okay, I like that. And the last game... This one has some pretty big implications because it is a divisional game, Vikings and Lions. There's two games separating them for the division lead. So if the Vikings win, they separate themselves that much more to win the division. But if the Lions win, then it all of a sudden becomes a race. So who do you take in that one? The game is being played in Detroit, by the way. I think the Vikings are going to come more to win because they are looking phenomenal this year. They're 8-2 and two on the year, right? Right, 8-2? and two? Yeah, correct. They're they're looking really good. I mean, they they really put the smackdown on the Rams last week. So, I mean, twenty four to seven. Yep. I think the Vikings are going to win tomorrow. Yeah, I like it. Well, hey, Jacob, thanks a ton for for joining us. Thank you for listening and you know for tweeting back. We're we're growing this podcast, and it, honestly, it's people like you that make it uh, fun for me to continue to to build it. So, thanks a ton for joining us. All right, thank you for having me, Sean. Great interview, thank you, Jacob. That was awesome. Tons of fun, and you know, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some more stuff like that. So he made some really good points. Definitely, uh, the Russ Smith example is a phenomenal example. Did not know, like I told him, did not know that Russ Smith had scored 81 over there in China. Um, did obviously know about his great college career at Louisville, but great example, great interview. Thanks again, Jacob. So. Okay, so here's here's kind of some of my takes on some of those same things. <clears throat> a few things going on. The OKC game uh, tonight, gosh, you know, I would love to see OKC get it done. I'm like rooting for OKC this year. I don't know why. They're actually in the Jazz division, but I just, I don't know. I'm just like rooting for OKC to do well. I like Russell Westbrook. I like his just pure passion that he plays with. Um, I've actually never really been a Carmelo Anthony fan, but as guys get older in the league, I tend to root for them more. It's weird. Like, I used to hate Kobe Bryant, and the older he got, the more I was like, I really like that guy, you know? Um, And Melo, it's like, he's so talented. I want to believe that he can, you know, adjust his game a little bit, swallow his pride a little bit, be a number, you know, two, three guy on that team, and see if they can challenge the Warriors, at least maybe try and take them, at least get to the Western Conference Finals, you know, kind of thing. Maybe, Maybe win a couple of games. So we'll see. I do think OKC win or excuse me plays their best game tonight. I think they're going to bring everything they've got, um, but I do think that the Warriors will win uh, in the end. So should be entertaining either way. I'm really interested to see how the fans respond and what kind of signs we've got about the fake Twitter accounts, things like that. I mean, he Kevin Durant openly was saying you know negative things about the the OK his OKC teammates and head coach Billy Donovan so you got to think it's going to get a little bit hostile there um you know in OKC but we will find out and I'm excited for it other news in the NBA <clears throat> and then we'll transition to NFL um Lonzo Ball last night looked pretty good um he was uh, what 3 of 13 shooting so yeah he looked pretty good and this kid he's got so much talent and he can't score. I don't understand it. I don't know what the problem is because, yes, his shot is ugly. Yes, his shot is is horrendous. But it worked for him all growing up. And I know it's not against the same defenses, but when you're open, you're open. And he can't hit a three to save his life. Um, so the, the Lakers did win last night, though. They beat the Bulls. Bulls are not a good team. But Lonzo Ball uh, had 13 rebounds, 8 points, 4 assists. So 
He's, I think he's the leading rebounder on the Lakers, and he's a point guard. First guy since Magic Johnson to record 13 or more rebounds in back-to-back games as a rookie. Kind of a weird stat, but an interesting one because they're both point guards. They're both on the Lakers, um, and one of them is Magic Johnson, who's a really, really good guy to be compared to. So you got to think Lonzo Ball has potential to really be a contributor and a player in this league. Uh, but, man, when you're shooting as poorly as he is, it's it's tough for people to look at you. I mean, eight points on three of 13 shooting, two of eight from three. Uh, yeah, that's, that's bad. That's really, really bad. But they got it done, and he's always in the news mainly because of his dad. But anyway, interesting thing there. That was the only game in the NBA last night. There's a bunch on tonight. Um, but more importantly, it's Thanksgiving. It's Turkey Bowl time. And we've got some big games tomorrow. Went over all three of them with Jacob in the interview. And, you know, most importantly, I need my Redskins to win. I want to see Samaje Ryan come out and have a big game rushing. I want, to see, I want to see Josh Doxson go for 100 yards, which would be a career high for him. Receiving, get a touchdown. And I want to see the Redskins win big at home. They need that. I want that. I'll be watching on national television. For everybody to see on Thanksgiving Day, that would really, really be nice. Okay, other things. We're going to go to college football because the new rankings came out, college football playoff rankings, and they are as follows. This came out yesterday. Alabama at number one, no surprise there. Miami at number two, not a big surprise there, a little bit. They jumped up. Uh, Clemson at number three. Oklahoma at number four. Those are the four teams we all expected to be in, not necessarily in that order. I think many expected Clemson to be at two and Miami at three, but after Miami had a couple of big wins against Notre Dame and such, they jumped up, plus they're undefeated, 10-0. and um, And then at number five, you have Wisconsin. So Wisconsin out of the Big Ten, Power Five Conference, the most respected conference in college football, I would argue, 11-0, and still on the outside looking in. Now, they are not in the right division of the Big Ten. That's their problem. They are not with Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. They've had an easy schedule, and I think number five is exactly where they belong. Auburn is number six. They are the top-ranked two-loss team. Then Georgia, and then it gets kind of interesting. Notre Dame at number eight, Ohio State at number nine. Now, you know what I've been saying. I've been saying Ohio State will get in. They will get in. They'll win out. They'll get in. Well, the committee said something here by keeping Notre Dame ahead of them, but will that change now when Ohio State beats Michigan this Saturday and then beats Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game? They certainly will jump Notre Dame. I don't have any doubts about that. Here's a little bit of an issue. There are three SEC teams ranked ahead of Ohio State right now. Georgia will likely lose again in the SEC championship game. So that would, in my opinion, drop them below Ohio State as they'll be coming off of a loss against a highly ranked opponent and Ohio State will be coming off of a win against a highly ranked opponent and they'll have the same record. I think that moves Ohio State ahead of them. So where it could get interesting is if Auburn beats Alabama this week and then Alabama doesn't get to play for the national title game, it's Auburn versus Georgia then that's a scenario in which you very likely would have two SEC teams because an 11-1 Bama would get in over a two-loss Ohio State. 
So that's a scenario in which Ohio State gets left out. Another one that is starting to concern me is how high Miami is ranked. And I don't say concern me because I'm a fan, because I'm, you know, I don't care. But concern me as in, if I am a fan of Ohio State, and just because I predicted them to be in. But that's that's Miami being ranked uh, at number two, because they will play Clemson in the ACC championship game. And assuming they lose, well, that would, you know, that would put them at 11-1. and one. Are they going to drop all the way below Ohio State? According to the latest rankings, probably not. I think that they should. I, I would rather see a two-loss team out of what is clearly the best division in college football, and that would, that team would be Ohio State, the conference champ, out of the best division in college football. I would rather see that in the playoffs, especially with Urban Meyer as the coach who's done it before. <clears throat> I'd rather see that over a second-place team from the ACC. Because the ACC, it definitely is an improved conference from years past, but it's really Clemson and Miami, and that's it. I mean, you you go all the way down the list here, and I don't even think they have another team. Oh, they do have they do have Virginia Tech at number twenty-five. So there's three teams out of the ACC ranked. Virginia Tech at number twenty-five. Let's actually look to see where the how the Big Ten stacks up because Michigan fell out of the rankings, even though. If Michigan plays Virginia Tech, I think Michigan wins that game. Um, but the rankings don't don't say that. So you've got Miami, Clemson, and Virginia Tech. And then let's do the SEC, and then we'll do the Big Ten. The SEC has Alabama, obviously. Auburn, Georgia. So that's three of the top seven out of the SEC. And then I think they have, a, uh, they have Mississippi State, LSU, South Carolina. Wow, the SEC is actually looking pretty strong. Right now, how many was that? South Carolina, LSU, Mississippi State. Yeah, six. Six teams in the top 25 right of the SEC. Okay, let's move on to the Big Ten and see what they've got. The Big Ten, I've been saying they're the best best conference. It's certainly the best division. You know, certainly the best division. The one with Ohio State, uh, Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. So Michigan's not in. The other three teams I mentioned are... Uh, and then obviously Wisconsin is, so that gets you to four. And do they have anyone else in Northwestern? So that gets you to five. So there are five teams out of the Big Ten in, that are ranked. And then in the Big 12, um, and then we'll do the Pac-12 because Pac-12 is the weakest. The Big 12 has uh, Oklahoma is the highest ranked team. And then TCU at number 12, so that's two. And then uh, Washington at number 17. No, sorry, sorry that's Pac-12. We're sticking with Big 12. Um, TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's it. So three out of the Big 12. And then the Pac-12, so maybe I lied. Maybe the Pac-12 is going to seem stronger, even though the, I, I do think that the top end of the Big 12 is better than the top end of the Pac-12 for sure. But the Pac-12 has... Its highest-ranked team is USC at number 11, then Washington State at 13, and then Washington at number 17. That's three teams. And then uh, Stanford, so four. So pretty evenly spread out, um, but it's the, the point of all this is 
does a second place team from any of those divisions belong in over a conference champ? We're already going to have at least one conference champ left out. I'm very firmly predicting that that's the Pac-12. So beyond the Pac-12 getting left out, does the Big Ten really deserve to be left on the outside looking in when the Big 12 and ACC and SEC all get in? And then what a second place team out of which conference? Who are you going to take? Are you going to take a one-loss Alabama or a one-loss Miami? What if both of them lose in the championship games? Well, then it gets really interesting, right? Holy cow, then it would get really, really interesting. If Alabama and Miami both lost in their conference championship games, they both end at 11-1 and or 12-1, and whatever it is. And you have to put Clemson in at that point. You have to put Georgia in at that point. So then Ohio State's really in trouble because uh, you got to think they'd take... Or maybe they say, you know what, we're not going to take either second-place team. Let's just put Ohio State in and move forward. It could be that. going to be interesting. There's, it's crazy that this late in the year there's so much left that can happen. I'm going to stand by my prediction and say that the Buckeyes get in for the following reasons, and they're the same reasons. I think Auburn loses, so they're gone. I think Georgia loses, so I think that slides them down below Ohio State, so they're gone. So there goes the SEC. You've just got Alabama. I think that uh, Clemson beats Miami. The best thing that could happen to Ohio State actually would be to have Miami beat Clemson. That would be the best thing. I think Clemson will win, but say it's Miami— Say it's Miami that wins. Then Clemson would for sure be out, in my opinion. They'd have two losses, and they wouldn't be a conference champ. There's no way they get in at that point. So that would put Ohio State in the driver's seat there, assuming they win out, of course, because they'll beat Wisconsin. They'd have to move ahead of Wisconsin if they just beat them in the in the uh, Big Ten Championship. And then Oklahoma. So that is, that to me, that's what's going to happen, is Ohio State will get in. But they should be rooting for Miami at this point to beat Clemson because that will really shore things up for them because it will be tough for Ohio State to get in according to what the committee is showing us right now if Miami is to win out or uh, Clemson is to beat Miami because they're saying Miami is number two. Number two. So one loss against the number three team, is that really going to drop you like four spots? Probably not. I don't know. I think Ohio State belongs in though. Miami looks really good, and I think I just decided I'm going to root for them. So let's see Miami win out and make it interesting. Let's get Miami and Alabama and and Ohio State and Oklahoma in there. Oklahoma's probably the least deserving. I'm rambling at this point, but this is fun stuff. It's crazy how much there is to talk about in college football these days because so much is happening, and it's this is why we need six teams, by the way. We need a six-team playoff. We need, we need the top two to get buys. We need all four conference champs, and then we need two at large. And the top two teams, by the same committee rankings, they should get first-round buys just like they do in the AFC and NFC playoffs in the NFL. The top two teams get a buy, and then you have a six-team playoff. That would be phenomenal, in my opinion. Because once you get down to you know number eight, nine, usually by the end of the year, you know number seven and eight, they're not quite in the same category as those top four but five and six really are five and six are usually like oh man you were you were this close you know you're right there so why not just put them in because a lot of it's so speculative let's just put them in and let them decide on the field and obviously we took a huge step in the right direction by having the playoffs in the first place but I do think a 16 playoff could be really really cool so anyway that's all I got for today actually one last thing Kyrie Irving I forgot to mention this yesterday stud this guy is like the number one clutch guy in the NBA right now, dominating. 
his performance the other night, 47 points, uh, overtime game. He is Mr. Clutch Time. He's getting it done, and his Celtics keep winning. Got to be rooting for the guy. The guy wanted the spotlight. The guy wanted to just stay, say, you know what? I don't need LeBron. I don't want LeBron. I want to be the man. And he's leading the league's best team right now. Do I think they're going to beat the Cavs in the Eastern Conference playoffs? No, I do not. But am I pretty stoked for a guy who took a huge risk and ha- and seen it pay off and seen him come through in the clutch? Yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. That's all I got for today. I'm out. Peace. We got the same. Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports.